welcome to Silk Digital Marketing Mastery, your go-to podcast for elevating your digital marketing success as a female business owner. I'm your host, Sam, founder of Silk Digital, with over six years of experience working with clients from startups to established brands. Each week, my guests and I will provide insider knowledge and expert guidance on social media, email marketing, digital advertising, and more. On this show, you can expect to learn how to create irresistible marketing messages that connect with your dream customers, establish an unbreakable brand identity that they can't help but trust, and develop a holistic approach to your marketing that supports your business goals. I know that as a female entrepreneur, you face unique challenges when it comes to building your brand and growing your business. That's why I'm here to provide you with the tools, strategies, and insights you need to take control of your marketing and achieve your goals. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Get ready to learn, be inspired, and take your digital marketing game to the next level. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Silk Digital Marketing Mastery. In today's episode, I really wanted to talk to you about the common marketing mistakes that I see a lot of brands making and how you can avoid them in your business. Now, look, everybody has their way of doing certain things and people within my industry have their opinions on certain, I guess, topics of marketing and again, how you should be doing certain things within your business. These are my personal opinions and what I find are the best practices and what I really see works with my clients and just within the current industry and where, you know, digital marketing is at the moment. I have also been in the marketing industry for quite some time now, so I have seen Things change over the years and I'm not saying that this is going to be the way to do things forever, but as I said, in this current landscape and time, these are the most common mistakes and I just really wanted to shed some light and provide you with some examples on how to really change that or implement new ways of doing things that are going to really take your business to the next level and you know, set yourself up for success and have just such a strong brand and attract the right customers. And while I'm sure there are so many other things that I've missed off this list, these are just like the main common things that I've been seeing quite recently. So one of the biggest common mistakes that I see would have to be brands not having a clear understanding of who their audience is and what their audience pain points are. So what I mean by that is you can have a brand and, you know, you want to market to everybody because, you know, you maybe sell a pair of shoes and everybody wears shoes. But when it comes to actually communicating the message and what their pain points are, you're going to really struggle. There's a saying that says, if you market to everybody, you're really marketing to nobody. So being able to niche down and have a clear understanding of exactly who your target audience is, not just, oh, they're a female aged between 20 and 50 and they live in Australia. Get more specific and really understand and uncover what their pain points are and how you solve them. Because marketing is really selling the outcome and you're selling your solutions. So for example, what sort of interests and hobbies do they have? Are they, you know, a mother? Do they wear certain brands? What other brands are they engaging with? Like really creating this profile of your audience. And you can have, you know, two profiles or three 
audience profiles within your target audience. But having a clear understanding of exactly who your target audience is will just help make your marketing messaging so much easier because you know exactly who you're talking to. You can picture who they are and you can really get a feel for exactly, you know, what they're doing on the weekends. And it sounds a bit silly, but it truly does help sell your product or service. Following on from that is I see a lot of people focusing on selling the features or talking about the features of their product rather than the outcome or like I said before, the solution. Let's use a skin clinic as an example that are selling a facial peel treatment. So rather than in your content and your messaging focusing on this treatment includes medical grade ingredients and listing all the fancy ingredients that you know, your general customer has no idea about, nor do they really care because they want to know what it's actually going to do from them. So rather than just focusing on the actual ingredients or, you know, the machine that you're using's fancy laser beams or whatever that nobody really, really cares about. Look at trying, if you're suffering from dry skin this season, it's likely because of the weather change. Our peels are designed to quickly refresh and rejuvenate your skin, which will leave it with a glow. It'll soothe and nourish your skin and hydrate it, which means your makeup is going to look flawless. That kind of thing just is selling the outcome of, okay, well, you're combating their pain point because they're suffering from dry skin and you're almost like idolizing what the outcome could be. You know, you're going to have this glowing skin that your makeup's going to go on flawless. Like that is going to sell versus, hey, this peel includes fancy ingredients that I don't even know about. So really just looking at, okay, once I'm finished with a client or, you know, once a client's wearing this shoes or, you know, this jumper, like how are they going to feel? And when it comes to products, I know some people can be like, oh, but how's a pair of shoes going to make somebody feel? Well, if they're, you know, a pair of Air Jordans, like, you're going to feel like the coolest person walking around in these brand new shoes because, you know, they're limited edition. No one else has them. That kind of thing. You're still selling the lifestyle, the outcome. So really think about that when you are marketing your product or service and the end result for your client or customer. Another common mistake that I see are people being afraid to make the investment in your own brand photography or videography and regularly updating this as well. So I can understand it's hard in the early days of your business to justify the cost of photography and video, but I honestly think it is well worth the investment and it really will take your business to that next level. When you have your own content, whether that's photography or video, you know, you're going to just really build that trust with your audience. Because imagine if you saw an ad, for example, when you were scrolling on Instagram and it was promoting a service that was just using a stock image. It doesn't really give you much of an idea of one, what the service is. And you kind of like, it's not that engaging because you can see that it's a stock image. Whereas if you're seeing an ad that has a real person getting the real treatment done in the actual clinic that, you know, this client is going to, then you're more than likely going to actually look at that ad and trust that ad that it's legitimate and you're more likely to become a customer. Having your own photography as well, whether that's of your products and even of yourself, if you are an e-commerce brand selling products and services, it still creates a connection between the consumer or your audience and the brand. Because seeing a real person behind the brand, it establishes that trust, they know who you are, and it really just captures the essence of who your brand is, you know, the personality behind it, your values, 
things like that. And I know that can kind of seem a bit silly. How can one photo do that? But you compare that again to a stock image. You don't know anything about that brand or business from looking at just a random picture that they've found online versus an actual real person of that business. And featuring real employees, customers, and, you know, your actual workspace, whether you're even just working from home, like showing that behind the scenes stuff, or if you're packing orders from a warehouse, showing that side of things, like it just really creates and builds on that authenticness and unique representation of your business that stock photos just will never replicate. And again, it's just building that trust and authenticity that is going to help establish a genuine connection with your audience and really help to lead them into becoming a customer. Hands down, it just makes your brand look way more professional as well. For me personally, again, if I'm seeing a business that has just stock photos on their website or on their social media, my guard goes up and I'm like, I don't really trust these guys. Whereas if I can straight away see the person who I'm going to be speaking with, if it's like maybe like a consultancy session or even if it's somebody that I'm buying from, like I like to know the brand story and you know I'm going to click on that about section and if I don't see a photo of the person who owns the business it's a bit like okay well it's just words on a screen I don't I can't connect and a lot of people in this day and age are buying based off connection. I also find and I have created content for clients who in the past did not have brand photography done and just using stock imagery can be really hard to keep that consistency with your branding. Whereas when you have your own photography done, the photographer is taking all the photos. It's genuinely always the same sort of style as, say, what your branding colors and logo and things like that are going to be. So it all aligns perfectly with the overall aesthetic of your brand. Whereas when you're using stock imagery, yeah, it's not easy just to find the exact same aesthetic or style and vibe as it is when you're using your own images. So I'm big on brand consistency and I think that is a downfall when brands are not being consistent. And so, yeah, not having your own photography is going to lead to the inconsistency because you're using stock photos. With brand consistency as well, having that across all your marketing channels just strengthens your brand identity and it just enhances that brand recognition, which is, again, really key to growing a brand that is in it for the long haul. You think of like McDonald's, for example, you're not seeing them use green in their marketing or like random colors and styles. Like They all have a particular and very memorable branding style. And that's what helps lead to that recognition. With photos too, and yes, I'm still on this point, you can use photography and videography everywhere. It's not just for, you know, social media. Think about your website. Even if you've got like more tangible marketing assets, like if you're doing flyers or you're wanting to do a newspaper ad or a billboard or whatever it might be, like having your own photography for that is really crucial as well. So don't just think of it as, oh, I'm just investing in this photography for social media. It goes far beyond that. Like your ads, email marketing, literally just your whole brand image. That's what you're investing in. Businesses are forgetting the powerful impact of using reviews and asking their customers and clients for reviews. So do not underestimate the power of reviews. I use reviews for everything for my clients. So from email marketing to helping, you know, promote a product that we're focusing on, social media posts, in the ads, 
You can use it in videos if you're doing TikTok videos, like just a snippet of the best, most comfiest sneaker ever was what my client, my customer said when they left a five-star review on this shoe. So just like taking one little element of a customer review and literally putting it everywhere is going to help build that trust. As I said, I'm big on trust and connection and, you know, helping create that legitimacy and sell your product. I like to think of reviews as digital or online word of mouth. So, you know, generally if a friend's recommended me something, you're more likely to take that into account. And it's the same with reviews. If I'm unsure of a product or I want to find out something a bit more about it, if I'm going to make the decision to buy, I'm going to scroll down and and look at the reviews. If I'm unsure of sizing online, generally I like to look at the reviews to see what other people have said. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt for a brief moment just to let you know about my one-on-one strategy sessions. If you're wanting to handle your marketing yourself, but you feel like you need a little bit of extra guidance and support, then look no further than my one-on-one strategy sessions. In just one hour, you'll receive a person in just one hour, you'll receive personalized advice and support that will set you on the right path. You'll walk away with plenty of aha moments and actionable recommendations that will get you so excited about your marketing. Each session is tailored to your specific needs and can cover topics such as your email marketing, social media advertising, organic posting, website op- organic posting, and website optimization. Book your session today by heading to www.silk-digital.com.au forward slash marketing hyphen strategy. And let's get you started. The link will also be in the show notes for you. So I can't wait to chat with you. And the link will also be in the show notes. So the link will also be in the show notes. I can't wait to chat with you then. Now back to today's episode. So I truly believe that reviews are such a powerful way to sell your product and service. But the thing is, you have to ask for them. Generally, people aren't going to really give up a review unless, you know, you often see some places that have a lot more bad reviews, whether that's because it's a shitty service or product. (laughs) But in terms of people leaving positive reviews, they're less likely to do it if they've had a good experience, which is strange, but I suppose that's just how people are that's how life is (laughs) so make sure you're asking for your reviews you can even do like before and afters or case studies like if you're selling a service right and this client has had this journey with you make it out like a story and a case study and, and share it in that sense too it doesn't just have to be like a snippet of a review you could be taking screenshots of your dms or comments and like resharing them on stories obviously you know keeping it confidential for your clients or customers who are saying that but just really repurposing those positive reviews it doesn't just have to be a google review or a facebook review it's like get creative with it and kind of think outside the box also making sure that you're simplifying the review process for your clients so if you're sending an email post-purchase making sure that the link is they just have to make one click and they can type in their review or you know if you're sharing it on your social media stories it's just a link that takes them straight to where they can leave a review even like a question box could add to your stories to get people to leave it but making sure that it's really simple and easy because if it's too complicated you know people are just gonna no I'm done I can't be bothered with this so minimizing any barriers or extra steps is going to help you gain more reviews another common mistake that I see 
that is something I'm trying to really educate my audience on is only relying on social media to market your business and expecting great results or wondering why the hell you're not getting anywhere in your business. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but it's not a sustainable way for your business to succeed. I am all about a holistic approach to your marketing. So that means rather than just focusing on one channel and isolating yourself, a holistic approach includes and considers a wider approach and utilizing, you know, multiple channels to create that whole brand experience. So let's look at, say, implementing email marketing. And to grow your email marketing list, we're going to focus on running Facebook ads and talking about it on your social media. There are three platforms already that you're utilizing as a whole brand experience, plus your website comes into play to that. So, you know, then we can look at leveraging Pinterest to drive more traffic to your website, just utilizing a variety of channels with that's driving the same message and changing up the deliverables based on each platform is going to really help you create a stronger, more sustainable and successful business. Introducing new channels and platforms into your business doesn't have to be an overwhelming thing either. It doesn't mean that you have to create, you know, a million different lots of content based on each platform. It just means looking how you can repurpose each piece and just make it more suitable for that platform. Another common marketing mistake that I see is people wanting to go viral or they're just focused on the number of followers that they have. For a marketer, this is a major red flag because I find it's clients coming to me asking for this. They're basically asking to be a one-hit wonder. I feel 99% of businesses that are seeking to go viral could not handle what would come along with that. You're thinking of like, and imagine a huge influx of orders just out of nowhere because a random video, and that's the thing, it's always random <laughs> that you posted is going viral. I'm like, could your business actually handle that? Like if you're just packing orders yourself for example from your home or wherever it might be and you got like you hugely sold out of product or whatever the case could you actually handle that influx and sustain it or I find too like when it comes with going viral you're going to get a lot of comments and messages and that doesn't always mean it's going to be positive so can you also handle that are you going to be able to handle the negative criticism are you going to be able to respond to it? Like for me in my past, when I worked internally for a, a business and I was handling the social media channels and doing the community management, which means like monitoring the inboxes and messages, it was a very big brand that I worked for. And there were a lot of negative comments and messages that we would get. And I literally had to do a whole training session very frequently on how to manage that and how to respond to that. Because as a brand in a business, people are going to want answers and you can't just reply to the, the positive stuff. You have to reply to the negative in a way. Or you, know, you need to know how to act on it strategically. So I feel people forget that when it comes to, you know, being popular and going viral. Like you look at famous celebrities and things like that. If you go to their comment section, not all of them are positive. There are a lot of trolls out there. So again, I want you to just like consider if going viral is your goal, how would you handle that side of things? Do you have something in place that is, you know, a safeguard to how you would respond and manage the messages and handle the criticism because it will come with it. And I promise you that. <laughs> I also think 
nine times out of ten, I see a lot of brands not even responding to half their comments that they're getting now when they're, you know, got a couple of thousand followers, let alone tens of thousands. So just taking that to account when, you know, you're wanting to go viral. Another thing that I find with wanting more followers and, you know, thinking that that's going to save your business or bring you the most success. What about the people that are following you now? Why aren't they converting? Why why are you not selling to them? Why are they not good enough? So considering that too, like don't just be focused on a bigger number because you think that's going to bring you success. There is also a huge lack of control when going viral. And if you're wanting to outsource your marketing and somebody's telling you they're not going to be able to make you go viral, then it's probably a good thing. But also you should be considering, you know, virality is often driven by factors such as luck or timing, just the social media algorithm. And again, like businesses and marketers have no control over this. So being able to then, if you were to go viral and then sustain that is pretty much impossible. So that's why I like to think of it as like a one hit wonder. You know, you might pop off and have an amazing video or post or whatever it is but then how are you going to follow up from that if you've never sort of slowly grown to that stage so think of your business as a marathon and not a sprint and just ask yourself do I really want to be a one-hit wonder and last but not least embracing your uniqueness I see a lot of brands just trying to replicate and copy what another brand or competitor is doing in their space. And they really get caught up in, well, that works for them. Why can't it work for me? But most of the time, what this brand is trying to copy of the successful one is something that is unique to that business. So just embrace your uniqueness. At the end of the day, it's what's going to set you apart from so many businesses. And for me, I found at the early stage of my business, I remember doing my first photo shoot and taking inspiration from a lot of businesses and like social media managers within the space. And, you know, a lot of that was them sitting at their desk, like with their laptop and with the coffee cup or at a cafe, like that kind of vibe. And for me at the time, that was fine because I was really new to business. I didn't really know who I was and what I wanted the brand to represent and entail. But now as I've grown and really like realized that I am my brand and I am the unique part of my brand and I'm going to embrace that because one it's going to build connection with my audience and two that's what sets me apart from another agency or a digital marketing brand because obviously there's other people out there selling what I sell that's no no secret So again, thinking about what is different from my business is me. And I find once I started doing that, my business really, really took off and it grew. So I just feel as a brand, even if, you know, you have people working for you and you're not like a solo personal brand, just embrace your brand's personality because that is just going to be way more authentic and create a much deeper connection with your audience and people can really just, I don't know, it's just the feeling and energy that you give off and that's what attracts people to you because it's something different. It's setting you apart from your competitors. So let's just recap on what I've spoken about in today's episode. Number one is really understanding your audience. So niching down if you have to and focus on your target audience's pain points. This will just help you, again, understand their needs and how you 
you can solve their pain points and you'll be able to create your marketing so much easier with knowing that information. Make sure you're selling the outcome instead of just highlighting the features of your product or service, emphasize on the outcome and what the product or service delivers to your audience. Invest in your own photography. Again, it's going to help build that trust. It's going to create that authentic feel with your audience and it's just going to enhance your brand's overall look and feel and take your business to that next level. Don't forget about reviews. Reviews are powerful. Don't underestimate them. And make sure you're asking for reviews from your audience, whether that's sending them an email or a message after they've worked with you, not being afraid to post it on your social media and ask for feedback because they can be such a powerful way to sell your product or service. Take a holistic approach. Don't just put all your eggs in one basket. Utilizing different channels to really create an overall brand experience and get the most out of your marketing is going to be key in the longevity success of your brand. Don't be a one-hit wonder. (laughs) Don't focus on going viral and trying to get a million followers that you know you're not going to be able to sustain. And lastly, embrace that uniqueness. Find your unique selling points and figure out what makes your brand so special and literally sing it from the rooftop. Don't be afraid to share that with your audience because that's going to just create that connection on a much deeper level. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you have any questions or you're a bit stuck on any of the things that I've mentioned, feel free to send me a message over on Instagram. I'll leave my details in the show notes below. And I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget, you can learn more about my free resources that will help you scale your business by going to my website, www.silk-digital.com.au. And you can always find the links and resources mentioned in today's episode over there too. I would love for you to come say hi over on Instagram at silkdigital underscore. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in the next episode.